Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 50 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. All right. Today on the show, we have Kenny Wolf. Kenny, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. If you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Yeah, sure. So we started buying multifamily assets about nine years ago. We're above 4,000 units right now under underneath our belt, five different states. We sold off already on Colorado. So now we're down to Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Ohio. We're multiple markets in Ohio and Texas. And then about two years ago, I bought into an existing property management company as well. So we do that, bring that in-house. I'd already had the CEO, a lot of the systems in place. So it's great to kind of hit the ground running on that. Nice, nice. So let's talk about your role as an asset manager. You've got a ton of units to manage, what are three things you would tell your younger self about asset managing? It's harder than you think. It's not this part-time gig that some of the gurus talk about. And you have to enjoy it, I guess, are the three things I'd say. And luckily, I do enjoy it, getting knee-deep and all that. It's fun. You know, If we have a problem, it's always a people problem. So it's fixable, whether it's our staff, the residents, or our neighbors, something, right? It's always people. So as long as you're a people person, that's a great business to be in. Nice. So not including your third-party property management company or your own, who are some of the best partners that you have in asset managing? So I'm fortunate enough to have hired an asset manager. I guess about 18 months ago, he joined us right around the 2,500 unit mark. I was not being able to breathe. And so my gut tells me whenever I can't breathe, I got to hire somebody. So brought on a great asset manager. Interesting enough, his background is mostly construction. And I wanted to have that as a tool. I could train someone to asset manage. It's not that hard at reading reports and asking the right questions um, at the right time. But there was a construction piece that he brought that was really interesting to me because not a lot of asset managers have that piece to it. Nice. And how did you find this person? Because as you're looking to build that team, do you go on like Indeed or Craigslist or you've had a pre-existing relationship with this person? I had a pre-existing relationship with this guy. Nice. So tell me the differences about managing a 50 unit versus a 200 unit. The 200 unit is easier. The reason is because you're going to spend the same amount of time on an asset management role on a 50 unit as a 200 unit. It's the same call, weekly call you got to have with the regional management team. So the 200 unit is going to be easier because if you've got five move outs on a 200 unit, you don't really feel it that much. On a 50 unit, that's 10%, right? That's a big drop. So there's that aspect to it too. You get better on-site managers, the bigger properties you get. You can afford a bigger paycheck, so you'll attract better quality talent. I mean, the list goes on and on for folks to buy a bigger asset. Now, that depends, though, on the market. If you're in Oklahoma City or Dallas or somewhere here in the Midwest or in the Midwest, that's tried and true. But if you're in LA, 50 units, I mean, with your rents as high as they are out there, right, it's probably worth 150 units in Dallas, maybe, to get the same payroll, right? So it's a little bit different around the country. But for the most part, if you're not on the coast, that's pretty true. And you're fortunate enough to have an asset manager on staff. What does his day-to-day -day look like? He would tell you differently than I would probably, but we've got weekly calls with the regional managers. I definitely attend those still. I like to be hands-on somewhat. It's a lot of kind of running down 
cast, reminding the construction guys how many units we need and making sure we're making progress on that. Then also it's, you know, property taxes and insurance. And there's just a whole slew of items to chase down the property to make sure folks are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Nice. Tell me about one of your great successes as an asset manager. Biggest success... I mean, it's really kind of turning around properties. You know, we've bought some, I'm thinking of one in particular, we just sold it in January, but we bought this property back in 2013. It was a D-class. No one admits they buy a D-class, but it definitely was a D-class. I probably admit it. It had a quarter million dollars worth of foundation issues that we knew of at the time. We ended up fixing 14 breaks in the sewer lines on the property and then replacing a whole bunch of other plumbing as well. But, you know, we really turned that into, I'd say, a C plus, B minus asset and really turned it around. So like we were thanked twice by the Denton Police Department about cleaning up that area. I know there's some nicer single family homes right around there as well. So we were thanked multiple times by those groups as well. So that was really nice to kind of give back to the community that way and actually and just give a much better asset for folks to live in a better community. Nice. Do you have a hardest lesson learned as an asset manager that you want to share with our listeners? The hardest lesson, fortunately, we haven't lost any money on our deals. So we've been paid to learn our education, which is always nice. You know, we've had a lot of funny stories about animals and things like that. But I'd say the hardest one we probably learned was right there on that same property. So we had foundation issues, right? And so when we went in, this is my second deal I put together on the syndication route. And so I went into it. We knew the foundation issues. I didn't take into account my calculation for that first year, thinking that we had to end up raising the entire building at the same time which means that your bottom floor has to be completely vacant at the same time. And so we had to raise four buildings like that. Each of the four buildings had one holdout that would not move early. And I threw money at them and gift cards. I offered to help move the boxes myself. So it was like really trying to incentivize these guys to move because otherwise I had to wait till their lease came up for that unit to raise the entire building. So we ended up having to wait, hurt our cash flow because we had to keep four buildings vacant or at least one building, you know, each of those vacant buildings on the bottom floor. So we're losing revenue. So it hurt our cash flow position for that year, but ended up learning that if you're going to raise the whole building, make sure you've got a good matrix as to who's moving out when on those leases. So Good advice. How do you think asset managing is going to change three years from now? Three years from now? Well, it's this whole COVID-19 deal we're dealing with right now. I think we're going to push a lot of our residents online to online leasing and online applications, online property tours. Rently.com is awesome. They can just swipe a credit card and go into the unit, show it themselves. There's cameras in the unit, so you know if they've done any damage. And you've got their credit card information for damages as well. So there's a lot of technology, I think, that's going to come out of this. Uh, we were already using it beforehand, but I think this particular incidents kind of pushing more of our residents online and our prospects online. One of our properties, I'll call it a C plus deal there in Shreveport. We leased four leases last week with a complete shutdown of the whole of Louisiana. Like it's a shelter in place, which is pretty awesome. I was amazed I got four. So it's really good to see that folks are actually using this online application process. Work orders were always they could always put them in online for us. But now I think we're seeing more and more people being trained on that and how to use that. So I think it's going to be a lot of that and more and more, which actually may lead to less on-site staff, especially if you use a service like Rently.com or something like that. We've got a 126-unit deal in Cleveland, Ohio, where we use Rently.com and it's 126 units. So typically that means we have an on-site manager there every day. At that property, we get away with, I think, three and a half or four days a week with the on-site manager. The fifth, we don't have one because these prospects can go show the unit themselves. Our work orders are online. Our maintenance guys can check that online so they get notified if they have to run up there and go do it. So it's really kind of kept our payroll down on that asset. Only four days a week for a 126-unit property. That's really impressive. Usually, 
you may have in one and a half people for that size property typically. Exactly right. Yeah. So I mean, that property is very efficient on that, but it's kind of our test batch on that to see if it would really work. So. All right, Kyle, you want to take us home? Let's do it. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. All right. We ask everyone this last question. What is your asset management superpower? So uh, it's to remain calm. <laughs> Great timing for that, right? You know, it is. I mean, especially this coming week, like everybody in the industry is nervous to see what rents actually come in without the ability to evict anybody, you know, what's going to happen. Um, I think it's going to vary property by property. So I think a lot of folks are having some sleepless nights. I've only woken up once or twice this week, but it's really kind of a matter to keep calm, and be a people person as well, be able to reconnect to the on-site folks as well, and the residents and everybody involved really. So being personable and down to earth enough to actually speak to the maintenance guy and ask them how to change out a toilet because I have no idea, you know, things like that, make those connections. All right, perfect. Well, thanks, Kenny, for coming on the show and talking to us about asset management. Today, I learned a couple of things. We're thinking that this environment is going to move us into more of a technology-driven environment, which I completely agree with. Managing larger properties is actually easier than smaller because of the economies of scale, and it's definitely a people's business. So tell the listeners where they can find out a little bit more about you. Yeah, sure. So our website is wolf with an E-investments.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. We've got a YouTube channel, LinkedIn, multiple ways to get in touch with us. But the best way to get on our email list and check out what's going on at Wolf Investments is to go to our website, hit that big red subscribe button, and you'll be off to the races. All right, perfect. Everyone that is listening in, thanks for listening. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and give us a like, subscribe, and review, which will help us continue to grow this audience. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Asset Management Mastery Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to assetmanagementmastery.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.